Welcome back to TV Tangents. Today we are discussing Who's the Boss, the 1980s sitcom that was a little too hot for TV. watching this show i know right it's a good thing i have all these papers oh my goodness okay welcome back for the second week we're talking about who's the boss who's the boss starring judith light and tony danza and those Mm. other people we those other people (laughs) we got all excited the last episode because we love this so much and so we have to keep going because it is so good before we move on let's just talk about the cast real quick yeah this is my brief rundown because I was so sleepy when I was making my notes. I don't know what was wrong with me. I don't know. Like I said, I was dehydrated. I don't know. I'm telling you, too, like, when I, like, write notes about shows that we watch, I'm, like, I can tell when I don't have that many notes is because I got way too into the show. Right. Where then I was, like, not making any notes because I was so enthralled. And so I was like, oh, my God, my notes are so boring. By the way, if you're planning on watching all of Who's the Boss, we're going to spoil everything in this episode Don't listen to our episodes because we're going to ruin everything. But, I mean, still do because whatever. Anyway, so let's talk about the cast. Uh, What I'm saying is I have very brief notes. Yes. So Tony Danza. Mm Mm-hmm. Plays Tony Maselli. Um, Tony Danza was a professional boxer. Mm-hmm. He was born in Brooklyn. He was 33 years old when this show premiered. Mm-hmm. And he was previously known for Taxi. Yes. Did you ever watch Taxi? I have not yet okay, watched well, Taxi. Well, we're gonna because I, I've, I'm already in like season three. So. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking between that and like step by step. We're gonna have to start yeah. watching <laughs> Right? Oh, I was thinking step by step. But I don't know how many seasons Taxi is, but yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway. I think it's like six. We'll be good. So what are your thoughts on Tony Danza? Oh. I, what know, else have you seen him in? Um, to be honest, I feel like nothing. I don't, you know, it just... <laughs> but I, again, I think we discussed this in our last episode. I, um, you know, Tony Danza is Tony Danza. He's recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched this show as a kid. And now, um, you know... As you just said, he was 33 when this started. I'm currently 46. And I know that he's super short, but I was literally watching this like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm like, give me some Tony Danza. So, yeah, he's super cute and super just, oh, my God, I love you. I want to hang out with you. And he's like the I, ideal man in the beginning of the really series. Is. He's he really like, is. I will clean your house. Okay, that's that's the dream. He's cleaning he's the clean house. My house. He's like all kinds of like buff and cute, right? whatever. At one point, she tells somebody else he has a cute little fanny. <laughs> um, yeah, I I just love him. He's like he's yeah. so cute. And to be honest, his character here too. We'll get. I mean, we're getting into more like the plot lines, but I never knew how much he throws tantrums. <laughs> um, and it's kind of in the beginning, I was like, what? And But then it became like a thing and it was mm-hmm. kind of funny. I don't want to go. Do, do, do. Yes. He, I mean, he would really throw full on tantrums. And but it in was the kind end, of funny. Angela was like, mm, 
maybe Tony's tantrums are a little too much for me. Yeah. when she meets his doppelganger. Yeah, but they played that up a little for but, that, too. But because then I was they like, were like, mm. okay, but also you do that, too. So that's when yeah. she realizes, oh, maybe we're meant for each other. Exactly. And then she was bored with the boring guy. So she was like, mm, But Tony Danza's physical comedy mm-hmm. is hilarious. Yeah. Like, from day one, it's hilarious. It's not yeah. campy. No. It's funny. He, um, yeah. I do want to say this, too. And was it? Uh, we talked before about Billy that was the cousin Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about... Little kid about, Billy that they adopted yeah. for no reason. The, uh, like, psychologist person said how to use, like, positive uh, feedback when you're, like, disciplining. Mm-hmm. And they were like, how do you say to someone... Um, don't you can't park here or no parking in a positive way Mm -hmm. they're teaching the kid that and they're like you can't park here no you said can't no oh you can't whatever and so nobody got it and they're like park elsewhere so then it's positive Mm -hmm. and then when they come home billy is using a broom to try to get something off the mantle of the fireplace and he's like sticking it like it's gonna break something and they come running and no don't do broom elsewhere (laughs) And that's another thing I remember from my childhood. <laughs> so, like, I will swear. always remember that. So, you're right. Like, the funny little things and just some of the stuff that was, like, the way they delivered it. And when you're saying that, I mean, just, I don't even know. Tony's was, great. And I, was like, great. I always forget some of these actors who, when you don't see them in a lot of other things, mm-hmm. how good they are. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Then Judith Light plays Angela Robinson Bauer. She was 35. Mm-hmm. So she's two years older than Tony. Okay, this is a thing that comes up later when they're talking about how they were at camp. Yeah. And they were each other's first kiss at camp. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you didn't know that I was 11. 11, yeah. Well, how would she not know? I mean, she wouldn't have known then. But the whole right. thing is where he's like, I have a secret to tell you. When you were 13, I was only 11. We get duh because we already know you're two years apart anyway. Right. Like she already knows how old you are. She but didn't did, at the time. But did they know that as they became adult friends? Well, they like would I'm, have to. She, I mean, she's because, his employer. Yeah, but there was a couple times where she had a birthday and he was like, and how many candles go on there? Like he acted like he didn't <laughs> okay. know how old she I was. I don't know. So I, was I just, don't know. I thought yeah. that was really weird. I was like, I think you guys are best friends. You know how old the other one is. Yeah. So Judith Light was born in Trenton, New Jersey. And her mom was a model, mm. and her dad was an accountant. Like, she's gorgeous. Of course her mom yeah. was a model. She's so She's pretty. beautiful. And when I was a kid, I just remember her being the mom. Mm-hmm. Like, the stuffy mom. Yeah. Who's, like, uptight and has big and, hair. And she dresses a lot of times in very, like, conservative but mm-hmm. big 80s clothing that doesn't do her justice. And then all of a sudden, she's going out, and you're like, girl. Her? That gold dress that she wore at the beginning of, like, whatever, season seven or something, mm-hmm. I was like, Angela. Or, like, the dress she wore when they were, like, in Mexico that was mm-hmm. off the shoulders and so cute. I'm like, girl, you need to dress like this all the time. Her clothes were always expensive and no matter I, what yeah. they were. Well, and she did talk about shopping all the time, and yeah. she had very expensive taste. But she wore, like, the, and I guess, 80 style, of course, mm-hmm. too, but, like, the big... Big shoulder padded suit style skirt yeah. sets kind of thing. Or like really drapey blouses. Yeah, and kind stuff. of always yeah. just like covered her up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, just beautiful and super I mean, she's just like super thin, super gorgeous. Like, yeah. 
And she's she's such a good actor. She married Robert Desidero. I don't know how to say his name. In 1985. And they are still married. Hmm. Although they do live in different cities. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, but she says that's the secret to a happy marriage. I think it probably is. <laughs> I'm like, okay. that's a good I idea. Mean, if that works for you. And she's big on um, LGBTQ activism oh. and AIDS awareness and all of that stuff. And she's been in a lot of shows and TV movies. She is... Um... So, of course, I always knew that she was on Who's the Boss. Um, she plays a uh, district attorney mm-hmm. on Law & Order SVU for years that. and years and years, named Liz. And it's so funny to see her over the time. And her hair is, like, shorter, of course. And she's just so... But she's very, like, kind of the same, just very... She's, like, kind of a stricter person. Um but like, yeah, love her. I'm not sure I understand. Oh, Siri, <laughs> Siri nobody's, nobody's talking, talking to you. To you. <laughs> um, and then, uh, spoiler alert, she is in the Dallas reboot. Oh, jeez, oh, she is. She what? sure is. So yeah. Well, now I guess I have to so watch. When we watch that, mm. you'll get to see her on there too. Well, she's great. Um, it's very interesting too. Um, but anyway, so yeah, love Judith Light. She's wonderful. I mean, I think as a kid, I just thought, oh yeah, she's kind of momish. Oh, definitely didn't appreciate her then. And then now, as you're older, you're like, oh, look at her go. She's so love her. I yeah. think her best hair moment. Because her hair was huge. Her hair was. But huge. I think her best hair moment was when they got caught in the rain. And she had just like a like a layered kind of natural yeah, curls. That yeah, was, there's a name for it now. I forget what it is, but like it was just like mm-hmm. kind of layered and awesome. That was a good hair moment. Yeah, anyway. a couple different times like that. I was like, oh, she's so cool. She's beautiful. Love her. So then we have Alyssa Milano, who, if you were not around in the '80s, Alyssa Milano was the girl that every girl wanted to be. True that. Before DJ Tanner, mm-hmm. there was Samantha Maselli, and she was awesome. She was born in Brooklyn also in 1972. I remember, I don't know why I remember this, from long ago, like probably in the 90s, she did an interview where she said that the stairs, you know, the stairs uh-huh. in the house were so steep. They look super steep. So steep. She's like, She said every time... They would make her run down them all the time because mm-hmm. she was always, like, coming yeah. in full speed. As the kids, yeah. And she was deathly afraid of these stairs oh and gosh. thought she was going to fall down them. So this time around watching it, every time she <laughs> ran down the stairs, I was like, oh, my God, that poor she girl is. is afraid of those stairs. Yeah. They look super steep anyway. Yeah. So knowing that is interesting. Because they had to fit them into the set. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. That's interesting. But, yeah, she was... She was like who everyone wanted to yeah, be. Yeah, she was on all the magazines when we were growing up. And to, our next door neighbor had a friend growing up who looked just like Alyssa Milano. And to this I'm day, jealous. I remember that. And I was just like, but we all kind of like learned and watching this again. Mm-hmm. I was watching like her fashion change as she got older. And I was like, oh, how funny when we did that. When we had like those Seriously. socks, we did that to our jeans and we wore those kind right. of shirts. And then our bangs were tall like that. And I mean. It's just like we knew that because she's pretty much yeah. like pretty close to our age, and we're like, "Yep." That's I mean, how we I up. wore hand me downs, but mm-hmm. when I watch this, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to be wearing. Mm-hmm. Those are the shorts. Those are the shoes. That's like the hair." And it's funny because in episodes where she's like in middle school and high school, 
that her and her friends, which includes Nicole Eggert, mm-hmm. they talk about the popular girls, and yeah. then they show the popular girls, and you're like, really? Yeah. I'm like, really? Those are the popular girls? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because exactly. Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Okay. And Nicole you Eggert. You by far the popular girls. But I digress. So now we have Danny Pintaro as Jonathan Bauer, and he was born in Milltown, New Jersey in 1976. Yes. And I think like early 1976. So he was seven when they filmed the pilot. Um, he started his career on As the World Turns in 1982. Oh, wow. Which is what my grandparents watched. <laughs> and recently he was a vet tech in Austin, Texas, where okay. he lived with his husband. But he did return to acting in 1922. 1922? No. Sweet. We're drinking wine again, yeah. by the way, folks. Yeah. Um, 2022 he okay. returned to acting i haven't seen him for i mean like this is the only thing i knew him from and i knew um that happens a lot though i mean i think with a lot of kids in our childhood mm-hmm. that grew up in the 80s or different things or they probably went on to things that i never paid attention to a lot of people go to broadway and do different mm-hmm. things too or they yeah. end up on shows that maybe i've never seen um i mean he went through like he went through addiction mm. um he was i think he was like accidentally outed i was gonna on say i read somewhere that he was yeah. outed in like 97 by someone else when yeah. he wasn't ready and i'm like oh. yeah so i mean that happens all the time with child actors and mm-hmm. whatever but he seems to be doing well now he had a Good. recent fallout with candace cameron Oh. Because she had interviewed him and made him feel very uncomfortable in the interview because he he's HIV positive. Oh, and yeah. so she was like, well, do you take responsibility for your diagnosis? And he's like, excuse me? And she oh. was like, I mean. Interesting. And she kind of called him out and, and made it weird. And he was like, basically, like, she needs to get over herself. Yeah. Interesting. She's she, been really weird she lately. She was on Who's the Boss? She was. Did you see that? She played she Little played Mona. Young Mona. <laughs> she did. She did. Um, Catherine Helmond plays Mona. Mona Robinson, and she was born in Galveston, Texas. She started on stage in New York in the 50s, and she passed away in 2019. 2019, yep. And she was just gorgeous. I loved her so much. Like, I think we discussed this in the last episode. I always thought she was older because she's grandma. Right. So you never, and again, when we're kids, you everything's age is so relative. And now that we're older, we get it. And it's like, when this show started, she was 55. And I'm like, oh man, she's so beautiful. She's like the person you want to be. She's just so vivacious. She loves life. And her outfits are amazing. Oh my God. Other than the fact that I wrote down that she wore that same pink sweater with the pearls on multiple episodes. That's funny. I, I noticed that like, too. Right? I'm like, that's odd. Because you don't see that in sitcoms you don't... or it shows at all. But good on them. Yeah. To recycle a wardrobe. Yeah, because she, that was great. she wore it in two episodes in a row yeah. at one point. And then it was multiple enough for me to say something about yeah. it in my notes about it i was like oh that's interesting so but sometimes i was like i want to be wearing what mona's wearing Mm -hmm. yeah she was i mean great and i just i loved everything about her was so funny and you know at one point when she was dating a younger man you know who played uh what's his name almanzo or whatever on little house on the prairie i can't think of that guy's (laughs) name in real life he um is dating her and of course he's super young he's like in her class in college classes and they're dating and then she comes home and she's like i've been pinned and she goes to show her pin off and they're like oh it fell off they're all on the floor looking for it and jonathan's like i found it it's on her back 
That was the greatest moment. They had been making out in the car, obviously. And so everybody was like, all the adults were like, oh my God. It's one of those moments where you can do the joke because we have no idea what you're talking about as children. And and aren't you thinking at that point, I mean, Danny Pataro was probably like seven and he was probably like, okay, so I just find this pin on her back. Like, again, I don't understand. (laughs) Right? That was great. And I have to say at that point too, we talked last time about how like Tony and Mona were like besties kind of. Well, Tony though was also like her dad. Because yes. she would say things, he'd be like, Mona, and he'd like give her that look, like not in front of the kids, like he would be like, or not to say anything ever when she'd want to make like sexual innuendos. Right. And so just funny. God, she's so funny. And I'm sometimes, like, I mean, because she was kind of Sam's grandma too. Yeah. And sometimes she was like the not grandma grandma because mm-hmm. she'd be like, like, sh- She'd be like, oh, you're leaving? Take the boy with you. Mm-hmm. She's like, just give me some peace and well, quiet. Well, because when they were young, she'd be like, oh, let me take the kids. You two have a discussion. Yeah. Like, or when they were really little. And then, yeah, later on, she'd be like pawning Jonathan off on Sam and being like, oh, here, do this. And having little discussions. And, and at one point, she, like, she poses in, like, lingerie yeah. in a magazine. And Jonathan gets beat up at school. Like, mm. they basically are like, your grandma is... You know, and then he gets mad at her and she's mm-hmm. in his room and he's like, you, why can't you just be a normal grandma? And then, of course, later it's all like, well, I was just kidding. Sorry. Like, because that's a normal grandma now. Mm-hmm. That was not a normal grandma in the 80s. Exactly. I think that we all are who are becoming grandmas now. That's not me. No. We now are like, well, that's the grandma that we saw on TV. That's who we're right? going to be. Yeah. Good on you, Catherine Hellman. You exactly. set the example for those of us that are all this age. And You I mean, are the mentor for the grandmas of the 2020s. Yes. Those grandmas wherever we 40s are. and 50s are going to be just like you. Exactly. I love it. Oh, by the way, I don't know. This just popped into my head. Remember the car that Tony bought? For Samantha. Oh, my God. The giant yellow boat. <laughs> what the hell? I was like, first I'm thinking, okay, it was this giant yellow boat. Mm-hmm. And it had reflectors all on the side. That he put on everywhere. I yes. know. At first I'm thinking, where did he find this ugly car with these reflectors all over it? But then he's like, I added all of these. He added <laughs> multiple taillights on the trunk yes. of the car. And I was like. Wow. Yes. The ugliest car you've ever seen. Oh my God, that car was hideous. Love it. So let's talk about guest stars and then we're going to talk about oh, spinoffs. It's like there's thousands of guest stars. Because I know that you pay attention to the guest stars, yes. as did I. Yes. So I got a whole list. So okay. you go first. Oh, okay. So uh, they have their neighbor who's Diane Wilmington and she's played by Delta Burke the mm-hmm. first time. And then she's played by Mary Lou Henner the next time. Yes. And that's the same. Uh, Who was on Taxi. Yes. With and Tony so Danza. I literally was like, okay, so she, uh, you know, she just played a neighbor. And of course they tried to steal Tony away and he wasn't having any of that. I love Mary Lou Henner. I do too. We talked about Betty White. She shows up as, uh, like, a journalist. And then, of course, when they are accidentally in bed together, she just happens to be there. And she's very... um, mean. Who is she? She's she's her character on Mary Tyler Moore. She is. Uh, It's not... Is it Sue Ann? Sue Ann Nivens. Sue Ann Nivens. It's Nivens. Is it Nivens? Nivens. You're right. It's Nivens. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You guys know what we're talking about. We know what we're talking about. Betty Um, White. She's awesome. I do have to say that this was such an interesting thing to me that James Coco plays Sam's grandpa. So he's Tony's, you know, yes. wife's father. Yes. 
And he shows up as Sam's grandpa and he's been in and out of like jail. He's kind of not a good guy. And he shows up and then um, he's kind of in there a few times. And then at one point he ends up going back to jail. Well, then they have a whole episode where he, like Sam was going to go see him, but he dies. Mm -hmm. Well, James Coco in real life died a day after that last episode that he was on Who's the Boss aired. That's crazy. And I was like, oh, that's so sad to me. Yeah. So um, so the next season they had the funeral for yeah. him because they were like, well. And Sam was super like detached and she was like, nobody talk to me and I don't care. And then she's like super sad that her dad would be the next person to die and leave her because right. her mom died and then her grandpa died. So she was all kind of stoic about it um mm -hmm. so he was a good one um don't know this guy's name in real life kanicki uh you know from greece plays jeff, ball with tony jeff, jeff conway conway that's right he's also from taxi yes <laughs> oh that's right he is on taxi although i haven't seen it i really want to watch taxi. Uh, we did mention uh in a previous episode that mary lee stone from dallas yeah Fern is, fitzgerald she, and she's a doctor by the way on this show she's she a good is. friend of angela's um so fran drescher yeah. Shows up a couple times. Yes. And the first time she's a designer that Mona wants to hire. And then she was on later on too, right? Now I'm yes, like thinking. Yes, we're going to talk about okay. that. And then, and then when I saw her, it dawned on me how much the premise of Who's the Boss is a housekeeper. Totally. Moving in. To and you know and what? I was like, wait a minute. The nanny. Er, er, That's not er. an accident. Mm. Fran Drescher actually put some little Easter eggs in the nanny referring back to who's now, the boss. Now I want to watch the nanny oh again. Oh my gosh. It. I love okay. the nanny. So, um, I have to mention this guy because this is so interesting. John Cap Capellos. Okay. He plays an ad executive guy that Angela deals with. If anybody knows who I'm talking about, John Capellos, he's the janitor in the breakfast club. Yes. Um, currently plays a character on Days of Our Lives named Constantine. Oh. And Wait. Constantine's been on for a few months since. So everybody, again, everybody knows, side note, tangent, how huge of a Days of Our Lives fan I am. We lost John Aniston over a year ago now. Mm -hmm. So he played Victor Kyriakis on Days of Our Lives. So now there's a plot story where this guy came in and is claiming to be a good friend of Victor's when it turns out they were kind of enemies. He's trying to move in on Victor's widow. So side note, he's played by John Capellos. Okay. So as I'm watching this happen one day, I was like, why does this guy look familiar? I'm going to look him up. And then I realized he's the guy from The Breakfast Club. So then he makes an appearance on Who's the Boss? And, you know, and then my brain just explodes. Because I'm like, why does everybody I know end up in the same Why is this happening? Stuff. This may be our fault. Exactly. I think it is our fault. <laughs> um, James Hong. He plays Mr. Ping, which is also a guy, I believe, that Angela's trying to get a... So these See, I have the obscure people. He plays oh, yeah. Hoshi the trainer from okay. Friends. <laughs> When, Pete, okay. when Pete's trying to become the ultimate yes. fighting champion. Um, Frank Fontana from Murphy Brown. Yeah. Which is, his name is what? Joe Regaluto? He plays Tony's childhood rival. And then he's also the concierge at the hotel where Mona's brother is like taking over. So there was That's that whole story. Right. He had two different characters. That's right, he did. Which was interesting. Jeffrey, whose also name I don't know in real life, was also on Murphy Brown, so that's where I remember him from. 
he was also, I think, engaged to Murphy Brown. Also, I wrote in here somewhere that Leslie Nielsen must have met, married everybody in the 80s because <laughs> right. he marries Dorothy yeah. on Golden Girls and he almost married Mona. He almost married Mona. He was in two episodes. Um, Again, random, but I think it's how you say it is Tao, maybe Tao Pangless. He plays Tony DeMira on Days of Our Lives, but he played <laughs> a fashion guy, Armando. There is a story, and this isn't actually the guy, but there's... When Angela wanted to meet Jake the Snake from high school, because he was like the most dreamy guy ever, yeah. he's still Jake the Snake, yeah. kind of like Chip Matthews. I was going to say he's still Chip from high school. And then Chip Matthews makes an appearance on Who's the Boss, and he runs his car into <laughs> Sam, and they start dating. So there's that. I know. I was like, isn't that Chip Matthews? The funny thing is, I saw Chip Matthews on something else recently oh. that I was watching with my husband, and I was like, isn't that Chip Matthews? And he was like, who? And you're like, never mind. Come on. Natalie would understand. Natalie would know. Um, We mentioned that Candace Cameron plays a young Mona when they have a flashback scene. And uh, that's when she's talking about her relationship with her brother. Um, And then, of course, Frankie slash Francesca, who is from Brooklyn, when she has the gelato booth, is played by none other than Christian Alfonso, who is the beautiful and talented Hope Brady on Days Mm. of Our Lives. And she is all about Tony. And she bids on him to be her housekeeper. And Angela and her are going back and forth. And it's like, oh, how this you This is another thing that has happened in every sitcom. She pays $1,000 to have Tony yes. come to her house for the weekend to be her quote-unquote housekeeper. And it's all bizarre. And she proposes to him. Yeah. By the way. And he says no, I mean, course. why wouldn't you? He's going to clean your house. I was and like, he's muscly, how does so. that happen? She um, also was on every sitcom in the 80s. Yeah, she really was. She was on lots of stuff. Well, because, well, I could I could run down the timeline for you for when she fine, left Days of Our Lives, but we won't do that now. Tony has a date with a girl named Judy, who was Jennifer Holmes, who played Leslie on Newhart, who was only on there for two seasons. I was trying to figure out who she was. Uh, Judy Geller, Christina Pickles. Yes. <laughs> was Mona's brother's widow no she was no, already passed she was dead she was passed and she was so she was mona's sister-in-law which i guess mona has two brothers i think so and so and she, she wasn't she, speaking to this one yeah she hated this judy geller christina hated mona yeah so she had to, to get apart, she yeah. had to get mona to forgive her brother so she had to go through tony as an angel or whatever it was yeah. a christmas episode yeah it was a Christmas episode, yeah. always. Jonathan Brandis, who we talked about in the Kid 90 documentary, mm-hmm. played a kid mm-hmm. in Jonathan's class. I just happened to see him in there. Leanne Hunley, she played a ski teacher at uh, when Tony and Sam went off to ski together. She's on Days of Our Lives, in case you were wondering. Uh, Chandler's boss, the guy, the crazy boss that hits everybody on the butt, moves in next to them in oh season gosh, he's five. He's in everything. And they like have a problem with like the property line and... To this day, he's in everything. He is in everything. And their daughter was played by Heather Tom, and I think she was on The Young and the Restless. Harv Smithfield from Dallas <laughs> plays Tony's grandpa. Yeah. Uh, George Petrie in real life, for those of you who don't watch Dallas or, you know, whatever. Um, who doesn't watch Dallas? I know. Nobody. 14 seasons. Patrick Muldoon was Sam's boyfriend in New Mexico when she moved to New Mexico. Patrick Muldoon played Austin Reed on Days of Our Lives. Are there any nuns? I mean, can people? I not have any? Um, yeah. Um, Jane Leaves. Is that, am I saying that right? Daphne on Frasier. Yeah. She yeah. was Billy's teacher. Mm-hmm. William Ute was Tony's agent in his dream about if he had been um, 
if he had made it big and in the big leagues or whatever. Mm-hmm. By the way, he plays Dr. Rolf on Days of Our Lives, but he was also <laughs> a huge character on Night Court, which I believe we talked about him in our Night Court episode. Mm. Um, and I did have to mention that both Willie and the daughter on Alf both make appearances on Who's the Boss. I can't think of what her name is. But she plays Sam's uh, roommate. And, uh, oh. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was all I her, had. Her I just, other roommate. I just scanned my uh, my stuff. And Not I was like, her roommate, I'm... Matthew Perry. No! Oh, he's in there, too! <laughs> like, what, how did I miss that? I read that earlier today. Yeah, no, Matthew Perry was her roommate's fiancé, right? Yeah. And he fell in love with her. But then, like... The fian- the other fiance, the female fiance, mm-hmm. moved out, and Tony was like, "You can't live with the boy." Yeah, blah, blah, blah. and which like, is oh, funny fine. because he's living with Angela, but that's fine. Yeah. Um. Other guest stars include Peter Billingsley from A Christmas Story. Oh. Was um like Sam had a crush on him. It was in an early season, and okay. they were playing baseball together, and she had a crush on him. And are you okay? Sorry. <laughs> um. Garrett Morris from Saturday Night Live. Mm. Uh. Let's see. Rhoda, Jim, I can't, why can't I pronounce people's names? Geminani played Mrs. Rossini. She is a, a, Actor in lots of things. Why did I think she's in everything? But then when she I looked is it in up, everything. It feel it okay. Feel like it feel like. like. <laughs> well, she did play Jesse's mom, Irene, That's in season one of Full House. That's right. But only one time. Okay. She also was in an episode of New Heart where she played Miss Rossi. Oh, okay. I mean, she's okay. been in a lot. Well, of no things. wonder. So then I like, recognize her, but yeah. not like something where it's like, oh, it's all this. And then we have Frank Sinatra as himself. Of course. Uh, Wolfgang Puck as himself, mm-hmm. Ed McMahon as himself, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson as himself, yes. uh, Robert Culp from The Greatest American Hero, Oh, Ray Charles plays himself, did yes. I say that already? No. Rita Wilson was in there for a minute. Oh, that's right. Uh, let's see. What are you? Am oh, I Marsha the, Cross was in. For am a I the queen of uh, random characters that no yeah. one knows you're, about from like Days of Our like, Lives? I saw a soap opera one time, and that's who this is. You're Everybody's like, okay. like, we don't, we don't know over. who that is. That's fine. Um, I have to mention Chad in two episodes was Sam's boyfriend, and he was played by Scott Grimes, who. I only know him because he was in all the teen magazines. Okay, I thought so too, and I yeah. never looked him up, but I was like, why is he familiar also? Because I knew everyone in the teen magazines mm, in the yeah, 80s, because I would beg my mom to get me some from the grocery store, Plus and we, she would when she could. And we hung them up on our walls. Yeah, I mean, hung everybody honest. on our walls. Um, he's currently in the series Ted, about a talking teddy bear. Oh, interesting. I don't know, I haven't seen it. I've heard of it, but uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, those are the guest stars that I... Well, we... And we had mentioned maybe in last episode, Nicole Eggert. Nicole was, Eggert uh, is Sam's friend. Sam's friend. Margie. I don't know. Marcy. Uh, early on. And then she disappears. And then what's her name? Still her friend for years or whatever. But like... Well, Nicole Eggert had moved on to other yeah. uh, shows and Charles stuff. Charles in Charge. Yeah. So she was on. But um, yeah, lots of people throughout this that were just kind of... Um, that I could recognize from other places. So Well, and then we have three what they call backdoor spinoffs. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, it makes me think of things including how many backdoors the mm, house mm. that they yes. live in has. Yes. Like three backdoors, mm-hmm. but that's fine. Um, the first spinoff was called Charmed Lives. 
And that was, and it's so funny when I was watching the series, I recognized every single time there was a spinoff. I was like, I've seen this show. And also you can tell because there's no, they're not centering on the main cast. Yeah. They're talking about these other people that right. don't make any sense. Right. So the final episode of season two um, is called Charmed Lives and it serves as the pilot episode for the 1986 short-lived spinoff starring Fran Drescher and Donna Dixon, who is married to Dan Aykroyd, oh, by the way. okay. And that was kind of like a... It was just odd. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't it didn't fit into the series at all. Yeah. And that series didn't really mm-hmm. go anywhere. So Sad. no. Like Donna Dixon was like, I don't wanna be a model. Uh, well okay. <laughs> and like, then. okay. And then we had the Mona spinoff. Oh. Which for some reason the network thought, let's get rid of the coolest character in the whole show and give mm-hmm. her, her own show. So in season three it was 1987. Mona moved to New York. That's when she, that's the episode where she runs the hotel with her, her brother. Hotel. Okay, her other brother. Right. Um, this was the pilot. Yeah. But the episode starts with the the dream sequence where Candace Cameron is little yeah. Mona, and this was the same year that Candace Cameron had a guest spot on Growing, Growing Pains, Pains probably, and then yep. she started on Full House. Interesting. So we meet her. Brother Cornelius, who's, like, a retired military officer, who just, like, bought a hotel with his and Mona's savings. Yeah. And she's like, well, I guess I better stay here. And that's Mm -hmm. where uh, Joe Rogobuto shows up, and he will later star in Murphy Brown. So her brother's played by James Seeking, who was on Hill Street Blues, Mm -hmm. and that series finale aired the same night as the Mona premiere. Oh, wow. Okay. So that show premiered, immediately flopped. Yeah. Because, first of all, we want Mona. Right. And it didn't even flop. It was like, they were like, "Mm, we're not going to do this. Yeah. They just like changed their minds. They're like, never mind. So then in the next episode, because now Mona's moved out. Mona moved out. Tony moved into her apartment. And he had a party. Which was the dumbest. It, that Yeah, that was by far the dumbest episode ever. It was so weird. So if that's the premise of the fact that they tried to start another show, then yes, dumb. I feel like, <laughs> well, because at the end of the episode, Mona moved back in. Right. So I feel like, like, did they film this episode and then mm. tack that on at the end? Because at the very end, she's like, never mind. Or did they film the episode to gloss over the whole failed spin-off thing. Right. I don't know. That's All I know interesting. is they fixed it. Yeah. With the last episode of the season. I didn't even know that that was the plan that she was going to go cuz I was kind of like yeah, that whole thing when he moved in there anyway, it was just so dumb because it was like why would you move out of the house when you guys hang out I don't know, and I kind it just of felt like that was a better place for him to live to like have his own place but not because but at that but point, then he was worried he's like right but at I that point know. they were in a weird place where they were yeah. like that's not what i'm doing anymore we're kind of like moving into this like phase the, the unspoken phase of being together but not really being together i have to say good on this show for like keeping it a family show because yeah. they never even in season eight when they were officially together they still had their own room yeah and he said to her in jamaica so they had their little fake fight in jamaica because mm-hmm. they weren't spending enough time together and then they had like their whole like competition thing when they were dancing it was weird well then they were sitting together on a bench 
And then that was when they all of a sudden had like a really severe hot makeout session. <laughs> and then they were both like, no, whatever. And he said to her, we would have to be married for this to happen. He said that at that point. And I was like, interesting. So you, is it that like, you respect her so much that you think that's the answer? Mm-hmm. Although I'm kind of thinking if you started to actually quote unquote date, then you maybe get to that phase. But yeah, they never, they never did. But all, and also like Jonathan's about to graduate from high school mm-hmm. and Samantha's in college. Uh, I'm sorry. Samantha's married. Yeah. So like, but network centers. So yeah. Yeah. I the, mean, I'm I, sure the network would have been like, nah. Yeah. But that's what we're we're talking about spinoffs. Yeah. So the <laughs> the third spinoff was Living Dolls, mm-hmm. which is a show that I watched. Oh, and I was extremely disappointed when it was canceled. I actually watched it because I saw the Who's the Boss episode, oh. and then they were like, "And next is Living nice. Dolls." So in season five, um, episode number one hundred and fifteen was never shown during the series' original primetime run. It was shown. Um, oh, is that why it was confusing and out of order? Yes. The next year when they had another episode and they actually like they didn't know each other. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Because it was supposed to be the living dolls. It was supposed to introduce us to living dolls, mm-hmm. but then they had a cast change. They got rid of Vivica A. Fox mm. and replaced her with Halle Berry. Oh, interesting. So they did not air this episode until Who's the Boss was in syndication later. So, um... Very interesting. That's good to know. I was kind of wondering how that all happened. They they replaced it with another episode called Life's a Ditch, which was episode 123. And I'm very confused about how all of this happened. I would have to take the time machine and figure it out, but... Mm. I just remember I watched Who's the Boss. They were, like, introducing these characters. And I was like, that's awesome. I want to watch that show. Mm. I watched it. And it only lasted 12 episodes. But it was a good show. And it starred... uh, What's her name? Leah Remini. Leah Remini, yeah. Yeah. And Halle Berry. And they were, like models yeah and, and they, they were, were like living in this like that lady trish who was friends with angela and i'm trying to think of what her name is michael learn it yes yeah and i'm like i can imagine that would have been a good show so that's too bad that it didn't last it was good hmm. so in the end the last season like the end of season seven they officially get together but then they don't want to tell anybody which is weird because everybody already knows well i do have to mention this part where so they you know like i said seasons four and five were a little bit like kind of boring it was seemed as like they had an understanding mm-hmm. that they were just you know gonna all be friends and that no one was dating anybody and we were kind of in a relationship but not in a relationship mm-hmm. which is also weird well then so what was it season six maybe i think at the very end of season six Tony's in school. He's going to college trying to get his degree. And his people come over to have a study group. Well, Angela has to have a presentation. So they go to a hotel. And Tony ends up spending the night with this other girl. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back the next day. And he's like, we're in the same clothes. And then they kind of like play it off. And then there's just like a weird vibe. And Angela sees it between him and this girl. And they go in the kitchen to have a discussion. And she's like... Maybe I'm crazy, but I just got this feeling. And he has this guilty look on his face. And they're both like, oh. So then that's when we, I think we're introduced to the big giant study at that point that's in the back. 
And they have this big discussion about how like they've never really discussed and maybe this is where we need to go if our journey is going to be together. Mm-hmm. And I was like crushed. I'm like, what? He's about somebody else? I'm like, I'm so mad. And then they're like teary. I'm of course bawling and they're like all teary and whatever. And he's just like, yeah, I don't know what to say. She's like, is it over? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh my God. So what she, you were trying to well, avoid. She leaves and then she like goes to answer the door. And it's some guy who's like pitching something for her agency. And she goes out the door with him. And of course, Tony comes running out like he wants to say something to her. And she's walking out the door with the guy. Because of course, miscommunications. Right. Well, then at the beginning of season seven, they're dating other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm just like, no, no, no. How is this happening? Mm-hmm. So of course that happens. He breaks up with the girl. She ends up breaking up and then they're back to the, oh, now we're back to the way we were kind of thing. And then we get to like the beginning of season. Cause they've had all these things like the vacations, like, oh, one day we'll get married. Well, mm-hmm. I hope so one day. Well, okay. And it's a bunch of unspoken weirdness and i'm kind of like the kids are older why what are you waiting yeah. on and what are you waiting so on bad. like yeah. every time like when mona walks into the train car when they're like in the mm-hmm. train bed together and she's like whoa yay she's like, finally right and then <laughs> samantha walks in she's like whoa yeah and she's all happy and then they're like no it's not what it looks like mm-hmm. the bunk bed is stuck and then mona like pulls it down and, and also during that episode Angela's like, we're best friends. We can sleep in we the same do bed. It. And Tony the whole time, eyes wide awake because he can't sleep next to Angela. I know. He's like, are you wearing perfume? And she's like, no. No. It's just my scent. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. So. So very crazy. So Until, season yeah. eight, they get together. Well, in the beginning, she's like, okay, I think it's time. And she gets a watch mm-hmm. for their anniversary and it says, I think it's time I tell you I love you. All the misunderstanding. That was the end of season seven. That whole episode was ridiculous because it's like she tries to give it, she wants to give him the watch. Well, he gives her some ridiculous like seat covers. for the sheepskin or something seat yeah, covers. Yeah, and then they go to the carnival together as a family because it's everyone's anniversary and she's like ready to be committed. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon it's like they go to a psychic. And this lady's like, you, you know, like, she's, like, telling the future. And he's like, no, I want things to stay exactly the way they are, exactly the same. And, and mm-hmm. Angela gets up and leaves, and she's mad. And then this lady says something to him, and she's like, it's about, you know, it's about time and mm-hmm. saying you love someone. And then he finds Angela, and she's, like, shooting uh, he, the gun at the little thing or whatever. Was, like, why was that a machine gun? Yeah. <laughs> and then she's all mad, and, like, he's like, well, I don't understand. He's, like, he's being so clueless. And she slams the watch into his hand and says, happy anniversary. And then he But also it. the psychic told him the last person you kiss oh, today yeah, yeah. is you're going to be with for the rest of your life. Yeah, and then tonight, some nun midnight. kisses him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, freaking out. And he finally finds her. They get caught on, the, like, the swan ride. Yeah. Or whatever. Of love. And it's on and on and on. And he won't say it at first that he loves her. And that it's just, like... And I will say, too, there was an episode early on again. I have to go back to all the ones where... Oh, it was when she saw the therapist. Mm-hmm. And she said, I, I love him. And she's like, you should tell him. And they go to talk to each other. And they're, like, in the living room. And she's like, there's something I need to tell you. And they're both like looking at each other. He's holding a laundry basket or whatever else. And they get interrupted. And then somebody says, um, quotes some poem. And they quote it wrong. 
And she says, no, it's love. It's like love is the best medicine mm-hmm. or something along that. And he goes, oh, because she goes, it's love. And he's like, what is? And she goes, it's actually love is the, oh, okay, whatever. And they're both, ta- they're looking at each other and it's like, they know it. And then towards the end, he's going to walk to the basement to do the laundry. And he goes, are you sure it's love? And she goes, positive. And he's like, I'm going to cry. He's like, me too. And he walks away. And I'm like, I was so mad all the time. I'm like, you too. You need to be smacked. This is the good stuff. It was. These two actors have great chemistry. They made you, I mean, that made you like. I can't even imagine if that would have been real time in the 80s and we would be our age now. Uh, we would have been dying. We would have like, come to work and be like, Natalie, did you, you watch? Who's the boss? Can you believe they're they not going to they loved together. each other, but they didn't really say they they're, loved each other. Because now we're watching it from the future, but we know that they're going to get together. We already know, yeah. Although, I'm not going to lie, I had no idea how the ending, like, That's I had true. no idea how it ended. That's true. And so to me, it was like, so they. Obviously, he says he loves her. They're on the they're on the ride together, and they love each other and whatever. But also, they didn't know if season eight was going to happen, right? And wasn't there also? Did you did, when you watched it on streaming? Did you there was an they like they put episodes in a reverse order they somehow because all of a sudden they were like they had said this, and then it said next time on Who's the Boss, and then none of that stuff happened. Yes, and then the next episode was that they, one they, they said. They also was had some incorrect descriptions on some of these. Yes. So yes, that's true. So they literally like at one point they were like they tried to hide it from the rest of the family. So he's like, I don't want everybody to know. Everyone know. wanted it to happen. Mona's been Mona knows that they're right. in love with each other. They're like, why are you hiding knew? it? Why? And then they go sneak off and get into a car, which ends up in the lake somehow because they were trying to make out. And then the whole family shows up and they're standing there and they're like, well, we should tell them. And Tony's like, I love Angela. And they go, yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, no. He's like, and then they're both like, we're in love. And then all three of them, Sam, Jonathan, and Mona, what? Like they get, because of course they're like, well, duh, we know everybody loves each other. Because there's like the whole episode too where... In her sleep, Angela's like <laughs> making some sounds. And then the one night everybody hears her and she's like, Tony, I love you. And they're all in the hallway listening and they're like, oh, oh my God. The episode where I don't remember what was happening in the living room, but Mona was in the kitchen. Yes. And Angela was like, oh, Tony. Yes. <laughs> and An- what were they doing? I don't remember. But Angela's like, oh, thank God. I think it was when. They were doing something I, I funny. I don't remember. Yes. But yeah. And, and or, uh, Mona's like, oh, finally. Yeah. Oh, finally. They're together. Right. But that's not what's yeah. happening. So then they're super lovey-dovey. And it's kind of weird because it's like, then they're like a couple and it's like, just like every other show in the history of life. When the sexual tension ends, yeah, it's kind of yeah. boring. Right. Like now what do we do? Because yeah. the kids are grown. Yeah. And... What are we going to do? And so season eight was kind of like, okay, we have to build a tension. Mm-hmm. So. And they were planning a wedding-ish. Yes. They were going to get point. married. Tony, yeah. like, had graduated from college and he got, he couldn't find a job. And he was and offered a job in Iowa. Too, which is also weird. Yeah. So, yeah. And so he moved to Iowa and so then gets, she would gets, come visit him. And he she gets a job. Iowa. That's basically like the last, what, two or three episodes. So he finally gets a job mm-hmm. and it's to coach and be a professor at a college in Iowa. And it's a great and job. They're both like, whoa. 
So he goes there in the beginning. And then, of course, he loves it. He just loves, loves, loves it. So he's there for a while. And then they're like both coming back and forth to each other. Which was awful. And it was. And they were missing each other. And it was weird. And it was like always. And they were fighting. So the next thing you know, Angela moves there. And she's living there. She's like giving up her life. She's like, yeah. well, why wouldn't I ever, you know, Jonathan's in school. Everything's fine. And she's all weird and like, I'm a farm lady she's now. She's pretending like she loves it. Yes. And, and Mo- she's like, yeah, Mona comes Mona comes and it. trips her up. She's all like, oh, this one account. She's like, well, I can take the red eye and da 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 She goes, I was just kidding. I made that up. And so they're, you know, whatever. She's being supportive. And then he wins some big game and whatever else. So they're in the room and then the guy comes in, the athletic director comes in and he's like, I'm tearing up your contract. And he's like, what? And he's like, no, I'm offering you a three-year contract. And Angela's face is like, oh, my God. So they realize, she's like, no, you have to stay. This is your dream, and this is what works for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I need to go back. And they basically realize this isn't working. Yes. So she leaves and moves back. And then he's still in Iowa. And, and getting an award. They get an award. Teacher of the Year. Yeah. And Sam shows up to be his person. He's like, oh, thanks for coming. And then, of course, Angela's miserable back in Connecticut and sobbing and just being around and being all sad, whatever. And then at the very end, uh, she comes down the stairs in her bathrobe and her hair and a towel Mm. and opens the door. And Tony's standing there in a tuxedo. Still holding his award somehow. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I heard you're looking for a housekeeper. And, and he's like, do you always answer the door and tell? <laughs> when you do job interviews, do you always tell this? And he walks in and they're talking and he's just like, they're kind of dancing around it or whatever. And he's like, so, uh, yeah, like something about being the housekeeper. And now they're basically like in each other's arms. And she's like, well, what are your qualifications? And she's like, oh, he got the job. And he's like, as if there was any doubt. <laughs> so clearly the they're end. together forever. Right? Because we didn't know. I had no idea. I, To be honest, I again, like I... I feel like this, even us talking about this for two full episodes, I'm like, doesn't even do it justice. I'm like, there's so much back and forth where I you was gotta like. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. You I, guys will, like, if you watched Who's the Boss as a Child, you do not know who's the boss. You don't. And you, I mean, you have to watch it again if you only remember it from your childhood. And I'm kind of like, we need to, uh, like, totally rewatch shows from the different perspective. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, like I miss these guys so much (laughs) (laughs) and I feel so pathetic even saying Mm. that, but I really, I mean, I'm like, I will watch episodes in the evening. You know, I come home from work and I'll be like, I'm going to watch a few episodes of whatever we're watching. And I mean, every day I was literally like, I get to go see my friends, Tony Mm -hmm. and Angela. Mm -hmm. I mean, this show is so good. There were, there weren't times I can always judge it again by one. I have to pause the show if I go to do anything because I can't just have it on in the background. And it's great. Um, Did you see the episode where Sam had to get a band to play for like a fundraiser or something in the last? I mean, I didn't see it. Okay, you obviously didn't see it because you would remember (laughs) if you saw it because. I might have skipped around. By the way, this is like in season eight or something. And she's like becoming a promoter for like bands Mm -hmm. or something. So she's having some kind of um, 
it was it a fundraiser? I can't even remember what it was. And now I can't even see my notes on it. I know like, the episode you're talking okay. about, but I did not watch it. Okay, so she's, it was going to be like, Wilson Phillips is going to yeah. come perform. So somehow at the last minute, they like can't come. And Tony's, <laughs> Tony's like, the monkeys are available. <laughs> it was the best. They're always my, available. The very beginning of my notes <laughs> says, make sure Rebecca sees episode 23, oh, season no. seven. <laughs> And I'm like, dang it! I, t- I totally I thought forgot. I got all the important episodes. I really did. And most of the t- the whole time, he was, and everybody was like, "What?" And then at the end, like something else comes disappointing. He goes, "Well, the monkeys would have been here, and that wouldn't have been." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" The thing is, it always comes back to the monkeys. The so. thing is, it does. And the thing is, I saw. I saw that on, like, the list of episodes, and I was like, I'm sure that's got to be something important. And I was going to go back to it, because I was really trying to get done. Like, I got to get with through, and eight. wants to watch it. And then I was right like, now. oh, I didn't get back to it, and I'm sorry. I should have said to you, oh, you have to watch this episode. They wrapped it up fast, and they wrapped it up They did knowing that they needed to. Yeah. Because they were ending the show, and then they knew that, like, it wasn't going to go on past that. Yeah. We weren't going to care when that tension was gone. Yeah. And I liked it because it was like they were rebuilding her bedroom at one point and they were kind of like, well, this is going to be our bedroom. Mm -hmm. But it was still like all of those things. And yeah, this is one of those shows where they, you know, we've talked about that with friends. Like Ross and Rachel get together again at the end, but we don't see them back together. Right. And I think that's better. This was also... it's kind of like that here. This was also in... Okay, so... They didn't want them, they didn't want us to see them get married. Mm-hmm. They wanted to just leave that open, and that was also a thing in That Girl, where she, oh, yeah, they were engaged, but she, like Marlo Thomas, didn't want us to see her get married because yeah. she, she wanted to just leave it open. Like, that's not, that doesn't have to be the intention yeah. of this show. So that was the same thing yeah. in this series is that they that, didn't want us to see that. Yeah. Like this, it was like, that was technically, I mean, it seems like as if that was what they would be working towards the whole time. So I think it was like, you know, implicit, plicit, right? <laughs> it needs to be plicit. Um, <laughs> they, I think that it was like, yeah, like they didn't need to show it to us because you're like, well, of course, yeah. they're going to be together. And then and they've at that already point, dreamed it anyway. Exactly. They had so many dreams about things. She dreamed when she was in Brooklyn that she was pregnant with his baby and they were like a Brooklyn couple. It was so cute. <laughs> and it just really, I mean, you just knew it was going to work. And It's happily I mean, ever after. Yeah. I'm a little ready. I just can't. I I'm really like, do. I don't want to give it up. I don't want to give it up. But I, want I hate when we get done with the films and I have to give it up. <laughs> and then we go on to a next one and we're like, oh my God, I can't give it up. And then it's the next one, exactly. Because like, I remember feeling like this over so many of the ones we've watched. It's and I'm true. Like, Dang it. It's true. Well, true. what else do you have to say about who's the boss? Uh, I mean, a hundred things, of, like a ton, but I can't. <laughs> I think we're probably done you guys just have to watch it you just have to watch it i mean you really you whatever you remember about who's the boss it's not it's not that it'll blow your mind how it is different and i actually mentioned that to a friend of mine who listens to our podcast and she was like i'll watch it then i'll come on your podcast i'm like well you probably won't watch it fast enough (laughs) we need uh, you tomorrow "Eh." (laughs) um and i said to her i go oh my god Show is so good. And she goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that. And so she gets it. Like, she'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that, and I'm going to watch it. And I'm just like, man, people really do. People our age, especially, if you watched it when you were growing up, 
watch it now and it's totally it's different. so different. And you'll be like, it's so good. And I love when I feel like shows could be right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And there's so many of those shows. Shows I didn't even watch. I think we talked about that when we did Newhart. And I've, we've talked about it where I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not a show that couldn't be going on right now. And yeah. there was nothing about them that was, you know, other than clothes and hair, nothing is like dated when we're, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And so it just, yeah. Watching it from a different perspective is so fun. You know, and it's I dated. Their kitchen. Their kitchen. The amount of stuff that's hanging on the walls in the kitchen and in the living room. I was going to say the dust in that house. I it's mean, a good thing there's a housekeeper. I was going to say no dust because there's a housekeeper. I know, but like all way the, too much stuff. All the dusty surfaces. Mm-hmm. All the stones. All the fake plants. All the knickknacks. So many things. So many too things. Many, way way too many throw pillows on the, on the couch. <laughs> um, so thank God for Tony. Yeah, not my favorite house in sitcom land, but... No. Yeah. But a good one. It was good. Yeah. It was good. So, oh my gosh. All of y'all, give us all the comments, because I want to hear everybody's thoughts on Who's the Boss, because it's so good. We want to hear it. So so. don't say that you don't like it, because we might revolt. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. so good. Right. So good. Okay. Well, drop us a line at tvtangents. What? What did I say? tvtangents at gmail.com. And find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TV Tangents, where you can get, like, extra bonus stuff. And mm-hmm. you can join for as little as $2 a month. And we've got all kinds of extras in there. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap up. Oh. I don't want to. Who's the boss? All right. Bye. Who's the boss? Bye, Tony, Tony. Angela. Bye, Angela. Angela, we love you. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs>